Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In today's episode, we're arguing which movie has more summertime nostalgia, Stand By Me or The Sandlot. Along the way, you're going to get major spoilers for The Sandlot and Stand By Me, and minor or abstract spoilers for The Goofy Movie, Forrest Gump, Hook, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars A New Hope, Crystal Skull, Beethoven, Home Alone 1 and 2, Return of the Jedi, I'm Still Here, Friday the 13th Parts 4, 5, and 6, The Sandlot 2 and 3, Bubble Boy, The King's Speech, King Ralph, and Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm going to be real. I really don't like summer. I hate it. <laughs> and so when you watch movies about summer, the first thing I always think is, God, this looks miserable. Well, there are no winter nostalgia movies. Sure there are. They're called Christmas movies. Yeah. Every Christmas Gosh. movie. I suppose. <laughs> what do you mean you suppose? <laughs> that's just the truth. That's the yeah. reality. <laughs> so you're watching, you know, tonight we watched Sandlot and Stand By Me back to back, and I'm thinking the whole time, God, there's not a cloud in any of these skies. <laughs> these people are it's under the harshest. Too much blue sky. Blazing sun. Yeah, it looks miserable. Went swimming in both movies, and they don't That's have air true. conditioning. You can tell. In fact, it's a it's uh, like a plot point in Sandlot that they're like, oh, it's too hot to even play baseball, and it w- didn't help that the room we were sitting in was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hot. And I guess it added life to the imitating heart. Yeah. So the idea that we had was, you know, you watch these movies about summertime and some kids having some coming of age adventure. And somehow you feel nostalgic for something that you weren't actually a part of. In this case, uh, The Sandlot, we deduced, takes place in 1961. Two. 62. 62. 62. And Stand By Me is 59. 59. So none of us, correct Mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, were alive at all. Born in 87. 87. 84, baby. I, being the oldest one, was born in 81. Still right. far away from that. I got the runner-up prize at 83, which still puts me squarely away <laughs> yeah. from Decades the 60s. Decades after either. Not yeah, one of us it. was born anywhere near the 60s. Yet, when we watch these films, we still feel some sort of nostalgia for that time that we never experienced. Yeah. yeah. And and be quite honest, I have one never been a part of an active baseball club. <laughs> <laughs> and, and two, never went out in pursuit of a corpse. <laughs> that one is surprising to me. Haven't I've, uh, I've, I've done one of those. <laughs> I've also done one of those. It was the corpse. <laughs> oh, mine, mine was just the baseball. <laughs> mine was the baseball too. So, but you're watching it and you're thinking, yep, I remember this. <laughs> you don't remember this. No, not at all. Fond no. memories. So, but the question for the evening is, which one makes you feel more nostalgic and then moreover, which one is just a better flick all around? So something occurred to me, we can kind of set our sights on the Sandlot to begin with because I'm, I I bet most of our audience, more of our audience has seen and is more familiar with the Sandlot than they are. Yeah, Sandlot came out in 93. Yeah. Yes. And so it's probably a staple in a lot of our childhoods. I know it wasn't right. mine. Right. It was a kid's movie where Stand By Me is definitely not it's a kid's movie. That's definitely R. true. Uh, a, hard, yeah. a hard R for just a, a yeah. massive amount of swearing. Yeah. Very harsh children. language. <laughs> from from too. While Sandlot was rated PG for, quote, some language and kids chewing tobacco, yeah. which is also pretty pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty they did they did that. Risky. They did both those things. <laughs> so y- you know you watch the Sandlot again, and, and it's been quite a spell since I've seen it. I'm not one of these people that watches on a regular basis, and yet I find that those uh, quotes creep their way into common vernacular. Oh, great one liners. Uh, my wife, who's not even terribly into, she's been on the show before. She's not even all that into movies, and she'll say things like "You're yeah. killing me, Smalls." I don't even know if she knows where it came from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. a, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, way to yep. go, Sam. It's made it forever. 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 So, forever. the thing that occurred to me watching it this time is, God, these kids are awful actors. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty Come true. On. That's They're pretty great. Impressive. A couple of them are okay. A couple yeah. of them no. are good. Smalls okay. is good. They've got Smalls is amazing oh. careers, all of them. <laughs> 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 and I, I was pitying the, uh, you know, hammy or fathead or whatever they call it. Ham. 
Ham. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they Hamilton. Did. They insulted the great each other Hambino. a lot. That kid was making his way around 90s movies. All these kids made their way into a bunch of 90s movies. That's true. Yeah, a lot of similar kind of movies. A few of them show up in Mighty Ducks. A couple of them show up in The Big Green. The Big that Green. soccer movie. Wasn't the fat kid in a movie about fat camp? Was he in heavyweights? No, he wasn't in no. heavyweights. No. He was in heavyweights. Are you sure? Yeah. Although that's great. We should well, yeah. that that Hamilton, time. that kid, was in Big Green. He was in Son in Law with Paulie Shore. Oh, that was good. That's he was in Spider Man three, the video game. <laughs> 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 he showed up in CSI and Boston Legal, as who, well as uh Boy Meets World for an episode. Who was he in in Son in Law? I don't know. I love Son in Law. It's been so long. I'm sure it was a bit. Part. I don't remember. We should do a Polly Shore marathon. That would be great. Yeah. Look for that in a coming episode. Yeah, yeah, One of sure. them has to be a goofy movie. Buddy. Yes. No. Yeah. Absolutely. When he's aware of the fact that they always <laughs> wore gloves. This <laughs> wonders about that. That's going to be the spoiler we have to write down. <laughs> the goofy <laughs> movie. <laughs> that doesn't. Patrick, there's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> the goofy movie. Specifically, the one where Max goes to college, I think, is when he has that. How many of them are there? I, I, I only know of the one. Oh, well, I've Who seen the heck the is Max? His son goes, Max is the it, kid. It's Goofy's son. Goofy <laughs> is officially a widower. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> That's yeah. canon. That's canon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but Goofy ties into tonight's movie. Yeah, <laughs> Goofy really actually does. got That's brought great. up. It was a yeah. very profound That's question true. they asked on Stand By Me. Yeah. Before we move on from, <laughs> Good from that, though, wait, Goofy sired a child before his wife died? <laughs> yeah, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Max is in a skateboarding team when it's, he goes well, to school. It's yeah. Disney, so you never have both parents, right? Right. right. That's so. true. But Goofy, well, good for you, sired Goofy. Yet Goofy's so evolved that he's able to <laughs> sire Another dog that's able to stand and walk and talk. Yeah, well, yeah that's unlike Pluto, who's <clears throat> stuck in the evolutionary past. Yeah, of yeah. do you think when Goofy, <laughs> when Goofy's <laughs> wife was pregnant, they were asking? It was like you know Forrest and Jenny, and they were wondering if it was going to come out like Pluto <laughs> or if it was oh going to. <laughs> 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 like they have like genetic tests, like we do for like specific diseases but it's yeah. whether the kid will be sentient or not <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> do we need to buy it clothes or do we need to just buy the dog house <laughs> this is great <laughs> the difference is like it's living inside or outside exactly. you know what kind of baby shower is this <laughs> the doctors start him out it's just a dog and goofy's like <laughs> 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 that's, how it goes. that's his response <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway, back, back to hey, the sad let's paint kids, the picture. Yeah. Let's paint the picture of what we're dealing with tonight. We have this thing we do monthly called Movie Club, right? Where the the mm-hmm. five people in this room get together and we watch one or two movies and eat a, a meal themed around it. We like to do double features, right? Yeah. So it usually gets late by the time we get to the podcast, which is why this one might be a little hammy. Heads up! I feel like almost everyone that I'm on, there's always the hey, it might be really late at night. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, that's true. Be doing the like one AM podcast. Yeah, I'd love to do an afternoon one one day with you guys. No. If you'd invite me. So with that, uh, t- this evening we we've waited till now to give the introductions, but we have Garrett with us again. What's up, Garrett? It's back. You may remember him from <laughs> such popular episodes like "Don't Be an Idiot." <laughs> Don't be an yeah, idiot. The, you, the movie. Commandments episode and, and Indiana Jones. Yeah, I was a moderator on the That's Indiana right. Jones debate, and he agreed right. that I won that debate. I don't. Yeah, think I think that. so. I can't I remember. <laughs> I don't think we agreed. And he was he was in the room during the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. That's true. He was an overseer. Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. hear him faintly in the background disagreeing with us mm-hmm. and breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and in life, he's watched a lot of movies with us. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He's a faithful. How movie many movies companion. have you seen at this point in your life? You keep an account with or, with or without you? <laughs> yeah, just in general. <laughs> Dozens. <laughs> That's okay. That didn't That's a lot of movies. A high indefinite number. Oh okay, so and then <laughs> That's more and than twenty four. We have Tyler is here again. Hello. He's a yeah at yeah, this yeah. point yeah. always. Yeah, yeah. Tyler. Whatever. Our a resident British guy, Matt Hughes, is with us this evening again. Good evening, everyone. He's going to be a very interesting perspective tonight because these films, in my opinion, I think are nostalgic for an American childhood. Mm. And you European trash over there across the pond. <laughs> what? Live. Wow. You just call this man <laughs> trash? <laughs> wow. <laughs> too yeah, much? No too offense much? to sorry. our you, international you, listeners. You kind Europeans. 
over across the pond. Uh, don't live the same caliber of well, lifestyle. I mean, in the in the caliber? group thread when we <laughs> yeah. were agreeing Meaning on which movies, Garrett said, "I don't want to, you know, dismiss your feelings, but you're not as nostalgic as we are." Right. So he's just really laid out that standard of my feelings aren't as valid as yours. Well, these and are I two very. Safe I said I don't <laughs> think they are. So you, you <laughs> yeah. he's ready to be wrong. wrong. You, you yeah. can you can make your point later. Yeah. Prove us wrong. But these are two Thank very all-American movies that leave no room for the monarchy. Right. We had <laughs> hot dogs and ice cream, like a true Ameri- summer yeah, American. They don't even have that in England. <laughs> hot dogs and ice cream. Yeah. Is that true, Matt? Um, they'd be called. This is his first time ever eating hot dogs. I've never eaten a hot dog. (laughs) 31 years of age. No, they'd be called just sausages and uh, cold milk. Man, up (laughs) is down over there. Good grief. No, we have ice cream, but they would just be called sausages. So, (laughs) the question is, how nostalgic can Matt Hughes even feel about these movies? We're going to find out over the course of this conversation, I think. Patrick's here as usual. Hi. And then, and myself, Josh. So we're, we all went through the movie club ride together, the double feature. We ate um, hot dogs and tofurkey dogs and chips and cola Potato drinks. Chips. Sweet tea. Sweet, Sweet tea. tea. Blue firecracker, skies. popsicles, ice cream sandwiches. It was Oh, was that intentional? The firecrackers? Mm-hmm. Summertime. Oh, I get yeah. it. Garrett brought those. Yeah, Great G-Man, idea. That was G-Man very clever. You're good. Tyler ate like six of them. <laughs> yeah, I really I've had three so far, but I think I might go back for more. Okay. Three more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to the Sandlot. These kids are crappy actors. Sometimes they take like three minutes, what feels like three minutes to deliver a simple line. You can, <laughs> you can just see in their eyes that they're desperately thinking about it. And you know, their parents are <laughs> off screen being like, you can, you can do it. You can do I believe it. in you, buddy. <laughs> You're supposed to say, take the mala. Take the mala. <laughs> That poor fat kid. Every time he runs through a shot, they're like, let's have him grab food and eat it. (laughs) I like to think that he was so committed to his character that that's the sort of stuff he was contributing. He's a method actor. Maybe he was a a bad kid and they kept telling him to stop. He just wouldn't stop. (laughs) Quit eating the food. He's definitely the best actor in the group. (laughs) I liked him. I thought his facial expressions were great. That's probably why they put him in the front of the shot for most of them. Oh, well, yeah. he's definitely the the comic relief, yeah. um, and everyone loved him back then too. It was I feel bad that he split so his funny. lip at some point in the shot, and that's obviously bothering him at, in certain scenes. It's quite looks pretty <laughs> red <laughs> and raw. So worried that. about him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would suck if like your your first big movie, and you're like, ah, oh, I've busted no. my face. I don't off. know if this was his first big movie. Well, yeah, I didn't notice that, but good on you to be so. Oh, I'm just a really nice guy, perceptive yeah. and so caring. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had a friend uh, that was. Very quite similar to this little boy, freckles, overweight, and uh, and when this movie came out, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, this kid's just like Chad. This kid's just like Chad." And I always felt so bad because I could tell that our friend was was deeply offended by this because yeah, it's like, it's not a oh, I'm that sweaty a fat kid, <laughs> fatty freckle guy." No, well, I think we're discrediting him too much. He's he, besides Benny, the the star of the team. He was the only other one hitting home runs. That's Smalls true. had the one he was fluke good home run. That's true. And yeah. he but he had two home runs, especially in the game and against the kids with the uniform. He was and a good shortstop. He had his trash talk down. Yeah, That's he right. was leading the trash talk against the other team. And he grew up to be a successful wrestler. Yeah. Buffalo butt breath. Trash talk <laughs> on fleek. <laughs> on fleek. <laughs> what, did, what, did, what was the rebuttal to Buffalo butt breath? It was like, Pee drinking crap face or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the the you know the insults, the comic and scatological insults in this movie, are funny. Like Buffalo butt breath, like something yeah. little kids would come up with, and then they'd say pee drinking crap face, <laughs> and you'd be like, good grief. Do you think they got kids on the set to help write some of that? I hope so. Well, like the yeah. the well, kid actors were like, man, this is what I would say if I had some time to think about a comeback. It makes me think of that scene in Hook, where they're going yeah. back and. Back and forth across you the paramecium table. brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams is—he's just great in that. that is su- that. Go suck a dead dog's nose. <laughs> like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that only like ten-year-old kids are really thinking. Yeah. About. Well, yeah, sure, so but we're not talking so about so today. Compare the insults. We're talking about the goofy movie. <laughs> with the insults <laughs> and Stand By Me. 
<laughs> yeah, well, the insults and stand by me, we can't repeat. <laughs> very, yeah. This is a clean, a clean mm. podcast. That's just we a can, full inner city we throwdown. Can't. We don't yeah. want that red E explicit no. signal on and our half, podcast. And half the uh, hosts on our show tonight had forgotten exactly how explicit stand yeah. by me was. And yeah. they're like, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. They're recoiling at these swear words <laughs> as if they've never seen an already <laughs> movie. Well, those of us had seen it like on TBS or something, the edited version, you know. So it was hard R though. The other yeah. thing that I remembered about the Sandlot that I rather liked was uh, how many dog puppets. <laughs> those are great true. practical effects. They <laughs> they're so solid. <laughs> that's what you want to call <laughs> it. Love them. That, that's what those are. There's they got the same guy effects. from Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's an even more practical effect? The dog. <laughs> the actual <Yeah>. dog. <laughs> Just no. having a dog. There. That dog wasn't actually ten feet tall though. No, yeah. I understand the reason they had the puppets. Like, no, I don't understand. I don't think you do, because <laughs> it was magnified by their fear. What right. about when you had? Uh, to I have get it. Yeah, it's great. I get it now. The dog jumping up over the fence and grabbing and them. grabbing the ball. Yeah, yeah that, that was the great. best puppet that was moment. Really good. <laughs> but you also, think it took two or three guys to hold that giant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it didn't weigh any. I like to think it didn't weigh anything. Somebody was just had one finger in it. It's just foam. No, I like yeah. to think of it as like one of those foam. horse costumes where somebody in the front and somebody in the back <laughs> and they're galloping together. <laughs> I think that that whole scene where the beast chases Rodriguez through town, that mm-hmm. was that was a costume. It's incredible. <laughs> where it's a real dog. <laughs> that real dog was actually a costume. <laughs> exactly. It fooled you guys. <laughs> it's amazing practical good, effects. Good job, Sam. Man, that movie, it looked like it was so hot through that whole thing. And they're all yeah. wearing, like, long sleeve shirts and playing baseball. Yeah, this is set, yeah. set in July in, in California. Southern California. They would have been much hotter. I don't, I Do don't we, think that it could have really Do we know for sure it was Southern California? Or it just yeah. looked a lot like Southern California. Um, I know yeah, that it was his, California. The stepdad had Southern California, like, pennants on his wall in his trophy room. That's and right. Benny they had did a just Dodgers hat on. What? They had just moved. Mm. That's right. So Maybe that's why they moved. He's yeah, such were, a fan. There were a lot of Dodgers fans there. And there are different communities that you can move between in Southern California. And one of the insults, <laughs> <laughs> one of the insults okay, to Smalls was, uh, yeah, yeah, I called him a Dodger dog. Mm. Ooh, harsh. Yeah. Don't when the, when they were know. finding different ways to call him a wiener. Yeah. Yeah. A foot yeah, long, a Dodger dog. I think that's like a. Just an alliterative term for a hot dog that comes from like the Dodgers stand. I don't know if it's necessary. Well, we you're not American, so you wouldn't know. It. Oh no, my gosh! From from the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that that's a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's to do with crumpets. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. in your summer nostalgia movies, are people like eating crumpets and sitting around a tiny <laughs> tea table talking about the Queen? Is that what your summer was like? That's all it is. It's just it's all <laughs> all of the surviving Doctor Who actors just in a room, just talking about how much they what love the, the Queen. What the heck is a rum? Your summer, <laughs> n- your nostalgia is just Narnia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's your childhood. Remember when the Pevensies went through the wardrobe? That was great. <laughs> that's what because that's true. That happens to all of us in the summer holidays. You all go to Narnia. We right. all, yeah, it's a, just a rite of passage that we all have. It's great. So as I'm watching the Sandlot, you know, these the kids are, they're just having sort of an ordinary summer. It's funny. The movie sets itself up by saying, we're getting ourselves into a pickle. They say it, I th- what was it, five, five times. different times in yeah, the movie? Yeah, five times. The that is Did you know that pickle is also a sports reference? Well, I learned that while we were I watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. Really? No, I, yeah, I used to love stuck. baseball. I didn't know that. It's that's when you're stuck between bases. Is that the deal? Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's because you were out searching for that corpse instead of playing on the baseball yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. That's because yeah. you made that I other choice. I know a lot about finding corpses. So <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. So they they spend most of their summer playing baseball, even though they've alluded to that there's some pickle on the horizon. But most of the movie is just vignettes of inconsequential things that happen over the course of the summer, and they're funny to watch. Wendy the, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call them inconsequential. What are you talking about? Because it, the majority of the summer is just Small's maturity as a boy. Well, I know, because but... Because he's such an outcast. He's, he doesn't... They're all wrapped up in dumb things like going to the pool or going to the fair or... Which are pretty significant to... They're inconsequential in terms of the getting pickle. us to what they've alluded to the is pickle. the theme of the, or the, the right. major. Plot. Well, yeah, the pickle. I would say the. Pe- <laughs> 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 I 
Get into the pickle. These are the terms yeah, that we're, that we're stuck with. Oh, yeah. The I, I feel like it's all building up to the climax, which is the pickle. <laughs> Climactic pickle. <laughs> How? And you, so just, you just couldn't stop yourself. <laughs> How is them going and chewing tobacco and riding a it's thing? All, it's all a character development for Smalls because he's got to face this pickle. <laughs> We see all the little adventures of them getting the team together to face the pickle together. Because at the beginning of the summer, there's no way they could have faced that pickle. (laughs) It took the summer. (laughs) But the thing is, in the end, at the beginning, Benny is his only friend. And then at the end, Benny puts on his new PF flyers and he's the one that saves the Babe Ruth ball. Like, So really, it's much like Indy and... You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, if all the other kids hadn't been there, Benny still would have helped. If Indy hadn't been there, still would have melted the Nazi faces. Uh, they wouldn't even have to go over the fence for the ball if that Exa- kid wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Really, so it's all the other six kids' fault. It should have just been Benny and Smalls hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> going to the pool. But Benny Sounds and good. the Smalls. Exactly. Anyway, Tyler's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you have it. What I'm saying is, when you think about the Sandlot, you don't think, oh, it's a movie about some kids pickling a beast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They use that language. He says, yeah, you yeah. want to go in there and pickle the beast. Yeah. Yeah. The beast is that's the dog. Yeah. yeah. That's what right. Babe Ruth says to him in his grainy vision. You think it's a movie about some kids having some misadventures in yeah. summertime? Yeah it's, yeah. it's bigger than just this one encounter of. Benny and the dog running through town. But that's really the only conflict. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mo- most No, right. that's not the only. That, well, that's there's, the only there's there's an also an inner conflict with Sure, Smalls, Smalls has that and Smalls because and he's mean stepdad Bill. So he's awkward and and weird and so he's trying to make friends and he's also got this thing with his stepdad. You're writing the paragraph for Netflix then. Are you going to put what how do you, what would you write? You're going to put something like a young boy experiences growth among his friends. You know what I mean? That doesn't sound like the kind of movie you're watching. Yeah, that's it's, it's, a, it's summertime coming of age movie. Yeah, summertime yeah. coming of age movie. This ain't the freaking catcher in the <laughs> rye. It's just they with, they play baseball. With the hey man. Sticky pickle. No, no, no. I, I, I see what you're talking. The thing should say, Benny bull, the bully makes all his friends play baseball against their will. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. true. It really that's is true. just batting yeah. practice for Benny. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, like, I don't care about you. I'm going to make it. Benny uses small town kids to ensure a place in the big leagues. And Benny's crappy too, because think about it. The from the the first scene, he includes Smalls, or the first like major interaction yeah. he gets, he's trying yeah. to include Smalls in the game. But right away, he says it's for ulterior motives. Yeah, he wants a nine he wants player. less. Yeah, work. he wants another player. And then he won't even let Smalls come back to the field unless he dresses him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, tomorrow this is what t-shirt you wear and, and wear my hat. A t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. He didn't say you have to wear my hat. He said, he said Smalls burn said. He hat. said, burn your own hat. <laughs> Here's he this was making him his own image. He was trying to help him fit in with the other guys so they would accept him. Yeah. Coming of age. Yeah, they can't have any nerds <laughs> on the Denying team. Denying your true self. <laughs> He's a piece of crap, man. And then... All they do is just sit around while he throws the ball up in the air, and half the time they didn't even have the one black kid they have on the team pitching. He just throws the ball up in the air Only and when hits Benny, it. Yeah, yeah, when hey, Benny's at bat, he throws it to himself. I can speak to that. Okay, all let's right. hear this. If you played Little League Baseball, that's all Little League Baseball yeah. practice is. Yeah. And they said just they were just practicing. Somebody hits it. It was practice. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty standard. Okay, uh, well, I didn't play Little League Benny was in place of the coach, and really it's yeah. about all of the other kids – uh, practicing their positions. It's yeah. not about Benny hitting. It's about them fielding. Oh, well, I didn't know this room was filled with Benny apologists. Well, I guess <laughs> Benny's just super selfless. I, I guess Benny's the I greatest thing to... Benny everyone. was a pretty genuine guy. Nah, I see right through him. He man. was the only one that wasn't laughing and ridiculing Smalls at the beginning. Because he needed him to get the team numbers to where he wanted <laughs> no, he didn't. No, yeah, he, he was, was exploiting him. him. He yeah. exploited him. They and didn't play many games that summer. This is my fan theory. He exploited him his entire life, and then he got him that job. <laughs> he saw someone smaller and weaker boots. to prey upon, and he thought, I can turn this this into my henchman. Yeah, so but in the end, that, that theory falls apart because Smalls is sitting up there in the announcer's booth wearing his original fishing hat with the giant bill. He didn't burn it. <clears throat> I think no, that he's that still w- his own man. 
Uh, I think that that probably happened somewhere (laughs) in those decades in between where he started to struggle with the control that Benny had over him. (laughs) And as a, as a manipulative gesture, Benny was like, you know what? Have this hat. You know, he gave it to him as a gift to make it feel Mm. like he was his own man. But in reality, it was just increasing that level of control. So Benny was the beast all along. Benny is the real beast. I don't even think there was a dog. (laughs) <laughs> they were they were also hot. They were having a hallucination. It was mass hysteria. They all had heat stroke. They're all really on the Death Star talking to Darth Vader about his years playing baseball. Yeah, they didn't they didn't see mm-hmm. the beast that day. They went to the pool and lowered their internal body temperatures. So probably the all beast right. was. I just don't like nonsense. this fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another fan theory. Okay, okay hit yeah. us with it. Sandlot was created as an elaborate advertisement for Hershey's chocolate. And the introduction the and the introduction of the s'more. I think right. that Sandlot was what what brought s'mores onto the kid snack scene. I don't think that that's true. In the nineties, yeah, in the nineties, in ninety three, they because they'd been around. I think that that was my introduction to the s'more. Because we had been eating s'mores at kids camp. Yeah, I was I was since way before. I that. was the first to s'mores. I ate <laughs> s'mores way before they were cool. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a s'more hipster. I'm so hip with s'mores, <laughs> man. <laughs> It's the, and then the Sandlot came along and they weren't cool anymore. I think that if I had... They got too mainstream. I think that if I had an understanding of s'mores, it was this movie that really made me interested in them. It's like, well, okay. I, see that. I will say on. this to the credit of your theory. I think that probably nine out of ten times I have since had s'mores since 1993, someone will make a reference. And say to s'more, s'more of what? Want yeah. a s'more? Yeah. Of what, or yeah. they'll say first you take the mala. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and That's then right. we come back to this Great. Hamilton kid teaching him how to see. Even Hamilton was the one teaching him how to make. Some oh, surprise, surprise! surprise. Hamilton <laughs> knows how to create some <laughs> kind of some kind of sugary gluten filled. But the treat. way he made his s'more was a little upsetting. He burnt that marshmallow right away, yeah. almost immediately. Now he yeah. is just a lazy s'more maker. That's you got uh, What's even more unsettling is that he's cooking food over an open flame in a wooden treehouse. Two candles. You don't show that. Two candles and. And th- those s'mores are gonna taste like paraffin wax because you can't mm. make a s'more on a paraffin yep. candle flame. It's gonna be nasty. Hamilton was just being lazy with yeah, his s'more. Yeah, Yeah, but when you're like, how old are these kids? Ten or something? Ten? Mm. Fifth grade. That, both those movies. Kids, yeah, twelve. Both years movies. Old. The groups of kids were in the summer after their fifth grade year. So they're. They don't, you know, you make accommodations for snacks. You're not as picky when you're, you're in a treehouse, you're having a good time, That's someone's true. making s'mores. You're telling ghost stories about a giant mythical dog. Yeah. That's not really a ghost story, is it? No. Well, it's a, right, dog a monster story. story. It's a dog story. <laughs> a dog story. <laughs> Just a dog story. It's <laughs> kind of a horror story. A the big way that dog tell it. horror Definitely story. Definitely not a ghost story. Though. There's no ghost in the story. No, All not right. a single ghost. I think the Sandlot does that Apologies. really well. Where they cr- they fan it they fantasize I guess make this a fan sure. the legend of mm-hmm. the beast yes. dog because that so many kids can relate there's a lot of relatable things throughout the whole movie but it's like those grand legendary tales of like the scary dog next door that kids can relate to yeah I think they did a great job exaggerating the the backstory for yeah it was Hercules a puppet the dog. it was a giant <laughs> giant <laughs> puppet giant that stiff puppet. puppet but there's another great one liner that's always coming out in conversation even decades later when that police officer is saying forever yeah. I didn't realize until we watched it tonight how many repeats of forever there's like four four, four yeah. yeah four four forever <laughs> Hey, Dennis Leary's a mean stepdad. I didn't like the cut of his jib at all. He's just distracted, man. He's he's busy, you know. He's got that big business meeting in Chicago. (laughs) No, he was only there for Marion. That kid was bad. Marion, man, she's great. She was the best mom. She was, and as I'm sitting there watching her, I'm thinking, oh, Miss Ravenwood, (laughs) I can't not think of you in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and she's so charming. What's her real name? Karen Allen? Is that right? Yeah, Karen Allen. I'm trying. I'm doing my best not to think of Crystal Skull whatsoever, but yeah. <laughs> well, you I can't help it. yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not for aging. She can't no. help that, but no. for she being in, in Crystal way, Skull, for being yeah. in that movie at all, and siring Shia Do you think Shia when LaBeouf. you think when Marianne was pregnant with Shia Booth, she was wondering if it was going to come out as Pluto or? <laughs> <laughs> Because his name was Mutt, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> his name was Mutt. <laughs> Maybe she watched the Goofy movie and just didn't know. What mm. do you think? There's a chance Goofy was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not indie no. at all. It's Goofy. No. Uh, well, the way that movie went, or the way that movie <laughs> went, you that's never true. Know. That he nonsense d- at the end. He did Goofy have a. Could have wandered on. He had a. <laughs> he had a <laughs> 
<laughs> he had a certain connection with the animal kingdom. He was swinging around in the trees with those <laughs> those monkeys. Those mon- <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, man. God, such an embarrassing moment in the Indiana Jones <laughs> franchise. Um, Can I get back to my fan theory about the Sandlot? Please do. Okay. I think that the big exaggerated beast was real. I think it was Darth Vader with a puppet trying to scare the kids. <laughs> so whenever because they James looked Earl down, Jones is, yeah, yeah, he like had the big puppet paw pulling the ball out every time. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, at the fence. So in the end, he was nice. Does your does your theory lead to the fact that he's? I don't understand. What's the end goal? What's his motivation? Because in the end, he's he just a crazy old guy. <laughs> he never was in the major league. He's just like a guy that I has think all he's this faking stuff. being blind. Too. Yeah, he could see. <laughs> he, could he, see he, he had that creepy smile. He was up to something. That's true. <laughs> but he, he's just, you can't trust James Earl Jones. He never says he's blind. It might just be sunglasses. <laughs> he he says, says really bright. He says there. the lights go yeah, out. Yeah, he said he got hit by a baseball, a fastball, and the lights went out. I think the lights were his sanity. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what the if, lights were his grip on reality. What if he's like uh, the you know the reality distortion lifts from the movie for a second, and when he goes over there and hands them the baseball, it's just a hunk of garbage, and he's like, "Look at all this stuff I got," and it's just like dead animals all over the. <laughs> Um, mister, can we go home yeah. now? I also think he has super strength because whenever they would stick stuff in to get the ball, he was breaking it himself and throwing it over <laughs> yeah. the fence. Because there's no way that a dog doesn't have prehensile hands. So Somehow he bent yeah. that the ball. Yeah. Like at what point I is thought the dog the doing that? When the distortion of reality lifts, it was pretty cool when you see the normal dog step out. And it's like in that moment, it was almost emphasizing that coming of age thing. And it was all because of a Babe Ruth appearing in yeah. Benny's dream, Benny's which dream. was yeah. kind of strange. And then it turns no, into Beethoven and you're jumping over big cakes and stuff. Profound, <laughs> yeah. yeah, then it turned That's into Beethoven. Yeah, the cake has to land on those <laughs> bakers. Yeah. Well, it is a kids' movie, so you have to have a little slapstick in there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the slapstick music. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> what? Uh, so when Darth Vader's dog, like, be, you know, when he like the. Decides <laughs> that these kids are all right because they save him from being crushed under the mm-hmm. crappy right, fence. Under the fence that they and destroyed in the first place. Then the dog is like so connected to humanity all of a sudden that he <laughs> wants to show him that nest of eggs that of baseball eggs that he's laid. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's scratching them all out yeah. as if to say like, "Well, now that you've saved me, you yeah. can have all this." Here, like, Here are my babies, and that then they say, good. "Now we can play baseball forever." forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Not they really. Can. Yeah. You can't really. It doesn't matter how many baseballs you have You can't play baseball forever (laughs) No that's it physically We don't know how deep that hole went (laughs) (laughs) I guess Patrick's got a point We don't know how deep (laughs) that hole went That's true We don't know how many years Hercules has been there Stealing baseballs But back to my thing about Dennis Leary being a jerk Yeah So he he loses his Babe Ruth ball Sure But he gets this, this ball that we can assume is worth Far more. It's the whole Far 1927 more. Yankees lineup. Is right. Signed it. But then in the voiceover, he's like, well, he was still plenty mad about me. Why wouldn't, oh, no. why wouldn't he just That's be fair. like, you know what? You've been through a lot. You made a mistake. And in reality, this has actually worked out quite nice for me. Right. I'm doing better. I think that his reaction actually shows that. It was only one week. But he was still plenty mad. Well, I mean, he still well, stole yeah, because like he went a, into his a priceless room. Ball. I know, yeah. but hasn't he suffered enough? He should have showed him that crumbled up erector set. Dennis Leary <laughs> doesn't know. Yeah, look what I try. I try. I built a working catapult, <laughs> and a dog <laughs> destroyed it. Please, How? Bill, Dad. <laughs> How did all three of those vacuum cleaners <laughs> become one tube? They cut yeah. stuff and they then duct tape. This it. is like a. They had a connection. Uh, that doesn't make splicer. any sense. These are all a bunch of little Tony Stark kids that can yes. just rig yeah. up anything. Yeah. That catapult was very intricate. It was, was so sophisticated. Yeah. And they were showing like the mechanisms inside it. I was like, there's yeah. no yeah. way. There's no way. These the kids. pulley system they made was pretty intricate. Of For the yeah, yeah. to go and like pedals. hover over. Yeah. Yeah. When mm. they built that, I just thought to myself, well, what are they wasting their time doing playing baseball? They can build things like this. The sky is the limit, kids. Go. <laughs> Have some fun, oh, like because he could be because he'd be in the sky. Yeah. I got you. Thanks. It's yeah. a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Uh. So then the question becomes, uh, and this is the obvious segue: which kid was it? Smalls or was it Grady? Was that his name? Benny, you mean? 
Wait. No, the... Oh, Gordy. Le- Gordy. Le- Gordy. Le- Grady. Gordy. Yeah. From Stand By Me. Gordy. Yeah. Stand By Me kid. Which kid experiences more of a coming of age? <laughs> do you... Do you become more of yourself by spending some summer having some adventures with your friends trying to rescue a baseball from a dog or by staring at a corpse in order to come to terms with the <laughs> death of your body? Holding Kiefer Sutherland at gunpoint? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Threatening a man's life with a stolen gun? <laughs> one is very more relatable than the other. Yeah. And it's the corpse one. <laughs> <laughs> It's Always holding Kiefer Sutherland yeah. at gunpoint. Holding the method exactly. actor at gunpoint. Yeah. So you know, you obviously one of them's like funny and feel good. Stand by me has feel good moments sure. and funny moments, yeah. but overall, it's way more dramatic. Stand by me is much darker story, which is oh, unsurprising yeah. given the source material for Stand by Me. Yeah, I feel even more miserable watching Stand by Me. It looks so hot that long walk they were yeah. on. They yeah. walked, yeah. they walked right. like forty miles. No, right. it was twenty to thirty. But then out there, and, back. and then they went back. And then they they walked oh, yeah. all night to get back at five a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> and then they yeah. get back and said, "Well, see, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> we just experienced this." But you know what? Uh, I was thinking about while we were watching something about uh, Stand by Me or even The Sandlot. It's kind of like the same Home Alone premise. When you watch Home Alone as a kid, you're just thinking, "Oh man, what would I do right. if you're I putting you know, yourself in the place of Kevin McAllister? Yeah. What would you do yeah. fighting these burglars?" And something about uh, seeing even if it's just simple things like uh, Sandlot or these kids who are like make up a story so that they can go on this trip yeah. trek through the woods. We've all done it. Yeah, we've done sure. things like that. So Garrett especially. <laughs> yep. yeah. Garrett in, in some cases, this exact thing. Right. <laughs> Tucking but that handgun in the back of his pants and searching for corpse. Every summer. You're <laughs> like, yeah, man, walking That's through the summer. woods with my, my friends and saying swear words and these kids smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah. I think I didn't do any of those things. I think that's a good tell, actually, between Sandlot and Stand By Me, because they they both hit a lot of the same points where you see them each in a treehouse. There's these great scenes where there's someone vomiting. Lots of trash talk. Lots of like one of them's telling a story. Secret tobacco. Scatological insults. Junkyard dog. Yeah, junkyard dog. There's two slow motion scenes of them running from a junkyard dog. But what's telling is that. In each treehouse scene, on on the Sandlot, you have them cooking s'mores. But on Stand By Me, they're smoking cigarettes and playing poker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then the trash talk uh, on Sandlot is about each other, and it's fairly... It's PG. PG. It's, yeah, it's innocuous. But Some then language. the trash talk yeah. in Stand By Me is about each other's mothers, and it yep. is dark <laughs> and or, upsetting. Yeah, genitalia-based yeah. insults yes. and things like that. And one of the kids clearly has P- PTSD even at a young age because his dad, yeah. who also must have had PTSD, right. yeah. held his head a to a stove. Yeah. It's just so awful. Yeah. But Duchamp. these are the kinds of characters that Stephen King writes all the time. And he's r- so many of his books have a similar kind of setting of yes. like kids coming to grips with their horrible realities in the late 50s and early 60s. Yeah. Do you think that that's what Stephen King's childhood was like or he was just really into that idea? I think that's I think that's a large part of it. I know for sure that the the leech scene in Stand by Me is directly taken out of an experience he had with his friends. Oh, did he tell you about it? Uh yeah, he and I had <laughs> coffee one time. Oh, um, he's from England. Yeah, he's no well, New England. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What kind of coffee did he drink? Did did Stephen King yeah, drink? What kind he of he it was, you know, it was the it's early a latte 2000s. with a bat in it. Yeah, exactly. Someone <laughs> did just like a skull and crossbones latte hey, art. I think he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know Stephen King. No, man, we're friends. Me and Steve. What was it about that leech scene that stands out so much? Because right when I Garrett, mean, we're watching it, and Garrett says, "This is the one scene I remember most." Yeah. I think I what was Sandlot thinking the did, same thing. What Sandlot did for s'mores, Stand by Me did for leeches. <laughs> put leeches <laughs> really on put leeches on the <laughs> Yeah, that's why we leeches all know were about big leeches. in the eighties, man. Leeches <laughs> were big in the eighties, and just like. Uh, Sandlot. I was already into leeches when I saw. A leech hipster. Yeah. yeah, you've been leeching for a while. <laughs> leech on fleek. I mean, <laughs> leeches <laughs> suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's sure. Realistically, it's the fact that you know, Gordy has that one in his underpants. 
and then yeah. his hands all bloody when he pulls it out. That's like a just yeah. very terrifying. Well, that's horrific, pretty, especially for a kid. Yeah, yeah. I think that just the idea initially of them being covered in these blood sucking slime creatures is <laughs> <laughs> pretty horrifying. But then he X. looks down into his underwear and yeah. thinking, no, oh God, no. Yeah. yeah. Has yeah. anyone in here ever <laughs> seen a leech? No. Yeah. I don't I actually have it in real I've life. I've never had Where one are they? Me, but I've seen it. This this movie was set in Oregon. Are there It was and it was leeches? filmed in Brownsville, Oregon. Um but I don't know that there's leeches here. I hope Maybe not. in the swampy areas. You have to go swim in a swamp. Yeah, swamp. Ooh, I don't want to do that. We used to go play in the swampy forest in the south when we were kids and my parents would always say don't go in that ditch, yeah. you'll get leeches, but yeah. I never got any leeches. Yeah. When we were playing in the ditches, we never got leeches. <laughs> no, we do. We go <laughs> just fool around in them ditches. Uh, so th- This movie had a great cast, too. I thought it was a really entertaining movie. I think mostly because it's basically a road trip movie. Yeah, sure. Stand by me. And yeah. so you're, you're just kind of watching these four characters as they mm-hmm. develop and they go on this road trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it just seems real. seems real. Yeah. Even the ending when they give you the, this is what happens on both movies. This is what happens. It doesn't go well for all the characters. Stand by me is a lot darker. Yeah, but right. it makes the whole thing seem so much more real. And yeah, you mean the very end where they're saying he goes on to do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I that don't was, know. There was that one kid in Sandlot yeah. that who got I, caught up in the sixties. He <laughs> got caught up in the sixties, and well, no, no one ever heard from him. Yeah. yeah, and like at the end of this comedic kid movie, you're like, whoa, yeah. that was yeah. really yeah. caught up in the sixties. That's only like seven years away from <laughs> yeah, where he, he was. They were in sixty-two, right. so yeah. just so, a, so a so few in the years. next like five years, like yeah. he lost. When was his like freaking by mind. the end of high school? He was when was Woodstock sixty-nine? I think so. He got lost out of Woodstock. Maybe, but they Maybe they both they both played that same effect at the end where they're telling someone's story and then as they, they fade away yeah. Yeah, as they Yoda out into <laughs> yeah. the. I think that that plays into a lot of that nostalgia, how your childhood kind of vanished mm. in front mm. of you a little bit, and you look back and it's almost this kind of weird hazy memory. So then at the end, you know. Uh, Dreyfus is looking at his <laughs> computer Phenomenal screen. Phenomenal word <laughs> processor. Yeah. Oh, and he's yeah. speaking of himself when he was young and friends with River Phoenix and Corey Feldman. And he writes this this conclusion to I, I've never read the 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 Stephen King story on which it was based, but or uh, so I don't know if it ends the same way. But he's got this line that's like, uh, "I've never had you know a friend better than the one I had when I was twelve. And then yeah. he stops for a while as kids interrupt him or yeah. whatever, and then he writes. Jesus, comma, does anyone? Question mark. And he stands up and he's just admiring. He's so enamored right. with this like line. This like I just and I'm thinking this story. That's yeah. a crappy. That's a crappy yeah. way to end this story. In fact, I said at the time, yeah, my my friends are yeah, and as a general rule, much better. Yeah, I'd far rather yeah. hang out with these people than yeah. the than the strangers I, I can't recall from <laughs> when you were twelve. Don't really relate to yeah. our fifth grade friends. I had great friends when I was 12, but just like this film, I, I don't talk to any of them. But I have great memories of well, them. Did That's they get the lost in the night? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that I haven't made friends that are just as good that's so depressing yeah yeah well see that's the thing about these movies that i always think about because i'm a terribly nostalgic person i love to think about these eras and everything but when it gets all romanticized and friendships and everything i have like i think i have not counting uh a brother one friend from childhood yeah that i still am on a regular connection with so the, all these movies that are so deeply steeped in like the friendships and these deep friendships that nothing in the world can compare to i'm like huh, i guess i don't yeah. know that it was about the friendships maybe the friendships in that moment but looking back it's more about the experience and what they learned from that time together because in the end it wasn't about the lasting friendships it's well, just it's about what they the experience and stand by me that his character seemed to he ended his story with the whole idea of oh, like that right haven't had a friend as good as him yeah. so the majority then, of the friendships didn't go anywhere because he's even before the movie ends he's like these other two guys i saw in school and that was that yeah, yeah. Just became faces shortly thereafter yeah. yeah but rodriguez and then similarly Benny, smalls and rodriguez smalls, rodriguez has manipulated friends. smalls into his <laughs> life <laughs> so that's right the major leagues yeah. you're right he manipulated smalls into becoming a successful sports announcer <laughs> well yeah. 
successful. I think he's living in a crummy apartment above Rodriguez's mansion, and he like takes <laughs> out his trash for him. Yeah, I mean, look how early he gets to the ballpark. Like, he doesn't need to be there that early. He he's just probably exactly. living there. That's yeah, probably what that's he's right. Doing. Yeah, he's exactly. coming up from the showers where he's been sleeping in a corner so that he can go to the announcer's box. And he's going to get stabbed in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) Then Benny's going to be sitting at some table somewhere typing and the camera's going to pan out. There's no computer. And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> James Earl Jones is sitting there just slowly nodding at He's him. He's just typing in an open briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the camera pans out again, and they're in yeah. James Cameron's compound, and James Cameron slowly moves through the room crying, <laughs> holding on to the and hurt locker. And just tons of dogs like Hercules are just running around the boundaries, keeping them in there. Oh my yeah, but it's the puppets. It's the, the puppets. As, as, as the camera pans out one more time, there's a kid poking at a corpse in, yeah. the, in the yard. <laughs> it all comes back to that. As they as they were ending the films and talking about where they are now, I thought it was pretty fun to figure out where these kids are now. Okay, the let's actors. Hear. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear a little where bit. Are the they actors. Now? So, what was the the main kid's name from Stand by Me? Chris Gordy. Gordy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Gordy Chris Gordy. Gordy. Phoenix. Yeah. I looked up Gordy's work since then, and at the top of his list is Flubber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Okay, Good right. man. Okay. Flubber followed by an episode of CSI. I feel like everybody makes it on CSI at some point. Yeah, Little okay. Love Boat and then Sharknado 2. Okay. okay. So that's, that's, that's Will Wheaton? Yeah. yeah Will Wheaton. He's a regular on uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. He is. That's uh, who watches show. that? Who, that? I watch that. Watch funny. That? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll tell you, that's well, that's quite a bit more acting success sorry. than I've ever had in my life. So that's way to true. go. That's Good way true. to go. Good job, man. And then River Phoenix, we of course see him in Last Crusade, but you know he died. And I mean, tragic. Will Wheaton, was older brother to Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if River was alive today, he would condone Joaquin's bizarre behavior? And I'm still here. Um, if oh. he knew the amounts of work that he had gone through to stage it for the experiment right. that he sure. did. Right. Yeah. Or to say, yeah, it was all a big joke when it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have an episode later Just where me and, me and Tyler here. argue about whether or not <laughs> I'm still here was real or intentionally staged. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wait for that. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Then Corey Feldman, we know. He goes on to Goonies, Gremlins. Yeah. The Crow. Do you know he's in The Crow? He's in The Crow? Yeah. yeah. Is he one of the bad guys? I don't know, man. I just looked at that real quick. It kills him. You know, <laughs> and uh, Corey Feldman is had kind of a depressing turn there. Wasn't he like a part of some reality washed yeah. up celebrity, 80s celebrity one. or something? Yeah. And then when uh, the Ninja Turtles reboot came around, mm-hmm. Corey Feldman started petitioning to have himself return to voice Donatello. And he was I remember he was like going around being like, this is what the fans want. They want me back. For the newest one? Yeah. For the most recent Michael Bay one? Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, man, poor guy. Was he? No, he did not. He did not return to voice Donatello. I was most shocked to see that that small little pudgy kid was Jack O'Connell. Jerry. Jerry Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. You may remember from the hit film Joe's Apartment. (laughs) Or Piranha. Piranha 3D. 3D. Piranha 3D or, or Kangaroo Jack Jerry Maguire he is the uh, the football star that Jerry's oh, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. manage he really bloomed in those later years mm, he looks good now he is quite handsome yeah, he's doing good didn't he uh, he married Jesse Uncle Jesse's girl yep yeah. he got Uncle Jesse's sloppy seconds when he married Mystique yeah mm-hmm. older Mystique Corey Feldman was in one episode of the Crow TV show not, uh, not in the not the movie not be, in the movie to be fair that's all he said thing. was the crow that's and that fair, is bro. what it's that's called true. he was in the lost boys with Kiefer Sutherland so yeah. there's a little there's a connection yeah. connection there and he was also in gremlins with the mom in gremlins who plays the mom in stand by me there you go she's doing a weird friday the 13th yeah he is in is he? he's in part uh four no yeah part four final chapter yeah Gosh. yeah he kills jason Good for him. With the power of prosthetic makeup. That's a spoiler. That's a yeah. big old <laughs> Friday spoiler. The thir- if anybody is wondering, in Friday the 13th Part <laughs> 4, they kill Jason. <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, Jason doesn't come back, actually. Oh Jason's man. not in Friday the 13th Part 5. <laughs> we just but destroy in the second half of that franchise Friday tonight. <laughs> in Friday the 13th Part 6, his corpse gets struck by lightning, and he finally comes back. Well, okay. it's about time. 
Yeah. He's I can't go a whole whole That was, that was like one of the cooler bookends for those movies, the him coming back to life like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's all my But they're not summertime list. movies, so. No. No, yeah, they are. They're camping. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Those are yeah. very good summertime movies. We should add a Friday the 13th marathon we for should. our summertime <laughs> episode. All right, well, we, got, we still got months of summer yeah. left, unfortunately. Tyler, do you have any other where... where, where uh, yeah, on the Sandlot, Smalls, was yeah. in Black Hawk Down. That's yeah. pretty good. Man, I that love Black Hawk Down. Good. Good. He, Smalls. he was in Mystic River and U571. He was also the boy from Lassie. Well, he finally got out of the tyranny... Of Rodriguez. That's <laughs> right. He escaped <laughs> from that manipulative <laughs> mastery. Uh, and then a or bunch of these other kids went on to Mighty Ducks and Big Green. What about uh, adult Rodriguez? Because <laughs> they guy, sure looked a lot guy. like the kid. Was he not? Was that not actually a, a baseball player? I thought that was Freddie Mercury. <laughs> 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 it's Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> they just have Borat no. come out and give a thumbs up. <laughs> My <laughs> wife... <laughs> The most upsetting credit uh, that I saw was Squints. He's been in a bunch of great movies. He was in Casper with Christina Ricci. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, wait. You just said a bunch of great movies. (laughs) The first one you cite was was he the voice of Casper? No, I don't know who what he was in it. He was also in House Guest with Sinbad. Oh, okay. Personal friend of mine. (laughs) That's right. Don't go on this again, please. Uh, but the the embarrassing credit was he returned as Squints for Sandlot Three oh. colon colon heading home. Oh so I lo- I looked up the premise to Sandlot Three because Sandlot Two was terrible. I thought it's got, it must get worse. Well, right? Does that mean you watch Sandlot Two? I watched Sandlot Two one day when <laughs> I must not. Go, have yeah, had, go ahead. I man. must not have had anything <laughs> better to do. I must have been in a real state of depression. To yeah, play it's on a that. low point in your life. Yeah, I think it was also just on Netflix. There's, so there's I still said, not All right, a great let's excuse. see what happens. And uh, they got some girls on the team, so there's a lot of gender equality, conflict, there. contradiction yeah. there. Because it goes against everything they stood for yeah, in the first one. Because the original is yeah. pretty sexist. But it's, I think it's in the same Sandlot. Anyway, Sandlot Three. I looked up the premise because I said, "What in the world could this be about?" And uh, this is what IMDb has to say. Successful, arrogant baseball superstar, Tommy Santa Santarelli. (laughs) That's right. His nickname is Santa. (laughs) That's great. Stop. I'm not even to the best part. Lightning strikes Quint's grave and he comes back to life. Superstar Tommy Santa Santarelli travels back in time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Wait, Figuratively? It's, it's a science fiction what? movie. <laughs> Figuratively. Oh my God. Literally. He travels back in time to 1976 and relives his boyhood days on the Sandlot baseball team and has the chance to this time choose friendship over glory. Mm. And so Squints returns, reprises his role as Squints. So wait, is but it if about it's set like set in seventy six? So he's six years older. So he'd be eighteen. Squints would be eighteen. No, it was set in sixty two. Oh, sorry, seventy six. So fourteen years later. Yeah. So he'd so be he's a 20, Twenty six. I mean, he marries Wendy yes. Peppercorn. And Maybe he's the coach. Kids. That is true. He's doing that. Is it the same uh, Wendy Peppercorn? There's only one way to find out. Best <laughs> to watch, best watch Sandlot three. Hey, do you think when Squints and Wendy Peppercorn had those nine kids that they were ever worried that one of them would come out like Pluto? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that's a concern of every <laughs> parent. No. <laughs> Where did what happened to Wendy Peppercorn? Oh, she was on Bubble Boy. She was Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> on Bubble Boy. And she was in that uh, Cheerleaders Robin Banks movie, Sugar and Spice. Yep. That was, that was fun. Sugar and Spice was fun. I always watch that when it's on TBS. Well. <laughs> That's such a low-level commitment you're giving <laughs> Sugar and Spice. <laughs> I'm not about to go out and buy Sugar and Spice. <laughs> if you're a fan, man. <laughs> I was but like... If, if I'm flipping through the channels and I see it, I say, all right. So you're basically saying, if it wanders into my house, <laughs> then I'll give it the time. I won't kick it out. If you come across it on TV, you're not going to change the channels to see what else is on. I you're might. just going to stop I might. It. If there's nothing else, I'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just giving it so very little. So what is the what's the verdict then? Which is the better summertime? Which, which evoked more? It is currently summer. 
we're all grown. We had childhoods. Some of us more authentic than others because <laughs> apparently this guy was just sitting around eating crumpets. <laughs> yeah, sausages. Did you oh. eat a lot of crumpets growing up? I genuinely did. It's not a stereotype. I would okay. have them at least every week. Okay. Did you stop for tea time every day? Um, I would, on average, drink at least six cups of tea a day. Oh, my Holy gosh. So this, <laughs> this man is drinking his weight in <laughs> tea daily. My eyeballs are floating in tea. <laughs> and, uh, man, is tea, like, heavily caffeinated over there? Are you like yeah, I mean, it's black tea. Kay. I'm just living it up. Dang. We did the same thing. We just had it iced and put a gallon of sugar in <laughs> There you go. See? That's, That's true. Actually like y'all true. had it in the South. It's actually true. I yeah. drank so Do y'all have, like, pictures of the queen on the wall and stuff? I personally don't, but there are people that do have that, yes. All right, like well, my grandparents' generation. So we do all you guys have, have favorite queens <laughs> and kings? <laughs> do you, like have, you like, guys have, do have, like, trading cards? <laughs> no. We, we have, like, we don't have, like Queen Pokemon Elizabeth queens. and Prince William. When's the last time you had a king? I'll trade you two Prince Williams this, for a King Henry. This queen's mom, George VI. The one from the Queen's speech, uh, the King's speech, sorry. That oh. was the last Colin, king we had. Colin, Colin Firth was our last king. Oh, yeah. Long may he reign. Cause I, cause I bloody well stammer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's my calling. Who's the really next good. to the throne? Um, Charles. Is. So it'll be King Charles. Charles is King getting Charles old the though. third. He'd when be the Queen third. Elizabeth. What the heck are y'all talking about? For the love of God, Charles is getting old. And did you see that video of him cussing the other day? Good Lord, I believe it. He's this, uh, listen, guys. He's sick. He's ready for the throne. Do you re- remember where we are? <laughs> what we're doing right now? Anyway, we're choosing which one more summer-like, <laughs> yeah. but we're discrediting Matt. <laughs> <laughs> they just do it like destroying any standing. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going deeper into his English loyalties. <laughs> So we can use them against Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a contrary opinion. We successfully discredit him. Now Listen, yeah. I know how to Americans. get us back to movies. Okay. <laughs> Do people in England really love Paddington? Is Paddington <laughs> like an English expert? Paddington, uh, for the viewers who don't know, just received, what, a 98%, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh um, <laughs> so all subsequent, subsequent movies... When they get a rating that high, all achieve Paddington, Paddington status. status. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Mad Max. Paddington I coined status. that term. And, and I and it's not just a joke. I think to myself, wow, people like this as much as Paddington. <laughs> That's really saying something. Um, 98%. I grew up both yeah. reading Paddington books and watching a Paddington cartoon. So, yeah, people are very fond of Paddington and his marmalade sandwiches hmm. in my nation of birth. Okay. So, all that to say, Matt no longer has a vote, but for the rest of us... Which did you feel like made you feel more summertimey, and uh, which was the better movie? And those those answers can either be one and the same, or they can be separated. I'll go first. Okay, let's hear it. I think Sandlot is more summertime nostalgic to me. Uh, I think it hits a few more of those summertime points that are are relatable to my childhood. Like all the sparklers in the street, running around eating hot dogs, going to the fair, cake <laughs> flying in the air, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> running from but the dog. Horror stories about dogs, uh, you know, the playing in the backyard with your friends all summer. I can relate to a lot of that stuff, so I think that it's a little more nostalgic to me. But I think Stand By Me is a better movie because when I watch it, I'm like trying to learn from these childhoods, and I feel like those kids actually had an experience that is more profound and probably catapulted them into more of adulthood than Sandlot. Hmm. They saw something they can't go back from. Right. We we all saw. They <laughs> they zoomed in close on that dead body for <laughs> yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. The goofiest course no. I've ever it seen. Look, it looked like a JCPenney mannequin that someone drew a face on with a Sharpie. <laughs> that actor and corpse secret from the boys so that the reactions would be real in that scene oh, hmm. wow. and the reaction should have been like <laughs> why'd you why'd you make this look so dumb <laughs> when you first get a glimpse of the dead body laying there it's kind of upsetting it's oh yeah a little yeah. the way they shoot it to be kind of in the distance and you can just see it's like crumpled frame but not yeah. its face uh it's obscured yeah, by and then when you frame. see it over their shoulders kind of tossed into the bushes i think we all have that initial reflex like what what, this is a horrifying scene what are we about to see and so garrett as someone who lived that (laughs) and loved it (laughs) (laughs) it is nice to see something a little different like the sound (laughs) 
said I wasn't used to. Uh, but all jokes aside, um, I, I would say the Sandlot because nothing at all about Stand By Me I could relate to. I didn't have nearly that dark of a childhood. So, and I've seen Sandlot way more times than Stand By Me. So mm. that's what I think of when I think of Summertime Kid. That's one vote for Sandlot and two one vote for Sandlot. Two for Sandlot as the more nostalgic. Okay. One for Stand By Me as the better movie. Okay. G-Man, you're saying Sandlot is more nostalgic, but is it the better movie as well? I'd say, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's good. Okay. Matt, what do you think? His vote doesn't count, obviously, but he can tell yeah, us what he Yeah, just for, you know, because the, obviously I'm sure the listeners want to hear my opinion. My vote obviously won't go towards the final score. Um, I think Stand By Me is far and away the better movie because um, the kids can actually act at all in it. Um, I also think that it's, for me, more nostalgic, partially just because I didn't this will further discredit me. I didn't see the Sandlot until I was 23 years old. Wow! Because oh, well. uh, that does discredit. Yeah, me. I know. Yeah, growing absolutely. up in growing up in England, no one knows what baseball is, so we didn't have a baseball what, movie. What do you have? You have the cricket, cricket. ball. Yeah, yeah we have like, you know, like the it's rugby. called like this the you know the dirt crease, and it's about kids that have a cricket team in the summer. Wait, zone. the dirt crease <laughs> <laughs> in the world. <laughs> What is wrong? Did you just make that up? <laughs> yeah, I did make oh. that up. <laughs> because, you know, dirt's like sand and a crease is where you play cricket. We, we get it. Um, when yeah. I think about <laughs> Americans coming to England, I think about that movie, King Ralph. You ever see that? It's yeah. just like John that. John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman. <laughs> yeah. exa- that's exactly He's it. He's trying to learn how to play yeah. cricket. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, yeah. That was my childhood, was introducing large American men how to play cricket. Um. No, I just think Stand By Me is a better movie. I love Stephen King. He's my favorite author. So kind of almost every movie adaption is a movie that I love. Obviously, some of them have been horribly butchered. but uh, And then The Sandlot just for me doesn't have kind of really any childhood memories. There's so no w- crumpets in the movie at all. There's no crumpets, so I can't really relate. But, you know, we do have sleeping bags okay. and trains. Right. Where I'm from, like Thomas, the tank engine. So I just kind of feel just a now real you're just kind name of dropping. kinship with, <laughs> you know, trains. I don't know if you guys have heard of a certain yeah. little train. But uh, that's from where I'm from, guys. So, yeah, I just think I watched Stand By Me when I realized tonight was far too young to hear any of those words. And hmm. so it has memories of me seeing a story that I loved in book form being kind of transposed into cinematic form. So it there's just a different kind of nostalgia there for me, I think. Okay. Mm. Two two votes for Stand By Me that don't count at all, of course. But of course, yeah. But I there mean, they are. They just, just throw, the, throw the baby out with the bathwater, <laughs> they as they say. Throw the Pluto <laughs> out. <laughs> Poor Pluto. <laughs> Poor throw the Pluto out with Poor the baby out. <laughs> He's still alive, guys. <laughs> what, he has Pluto? feelings. Yeah, Pluto. okay. That's fair. Go ahead. What do you think? Uh, I thought Sandlot was the more nostalgic one because I've been watching that since it came out. Uh, I thought Stand By Me evoked more emotion, so I think that's the better movie. But I wouldn't say it's far and away the better movie because I think Sandlot's a great movie. I think it has like gave us all the one-liners that we still... People quote that hadn't even seen it, so I think that, that testifies a really good movie. I just kind of like a Stand By movie type better than a Sandlot movie typically. I think that's why I lean more towards it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So and the fan theories for Sandlot have been great. <laughs> Where did you, so what are your votes then? Sandlot nostalgic, stand by me better. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of torn. I've seen Sand s- the Sandlot way more than I've seen Stand by Me and I'm in I have the same inclination to just feel like oh, it's, you know, Stand By Me is way more tragic and dramatic and it still has elements of those summary nostalgia things. So I'd like to say I like it more. You obviously can nitpick the flaws in The Sandlot when you watch it as an adult. But I think that The Sandlot probably has a watchability upon repeated viewings that Stand By Me does not have. Now, I watched Stand By Me. I probably don't need to see it again for a few years. Or else I might be a, a tad bored. 
You know what I mean? Like, I just really enjoyed watching it because I haven't seen it in several years. That makes sense. But if I were to watch it a few months from now, I'd probably be like, I'd just watch this. But if someone were to put it in the sandlight a few months from now, I'd be like, this is pretty fun. Yeah, it's got those jokes that you'll keep repeating and repeating. Yeah, that doesn't... So the the r- repeated viewing quality doesn't necessarily make it a good movie. There can be a m- movie that you love more than most movies and not need to see all the time, but it's conflicting. But given that this podcast is crucial and that this we need these votes... That's true. ...to close this down That's true. <laughs> for the <laughs> evening... <laughs> Uh, or our loyal, uh, what do you call our listeners, our audience? Yeah, our loyal listeners. Yeah, I'm not sure. They can't turn this off. They're parked at work right now and they're late because they want to know. It's five (laughs) after (laughs) nine and they're they're losing (laughs) hourly wages. They're just wishing we'll wrap this up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yet we still won't tell them. We just keep talking about (laughs) it. Just going to keep them hanging for a while. That makes me think of a story that's probably going to be about 15 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Let's think of some more funny British stuff. So. Uh, There's a lot. Even after all that conflicting stuff, I said I'm gonna vote. Uh, I'm gonna let Stand by Me win the best movie and Sandlot win the. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna go against the grain. I oh. feel like my my nostalgia is more to do with small groups of people like get wandering around in the woods or something like that than it is about a small town in the 50s <laughs> <laughs> and playing baseball because I didn't play any sports. So I'm gonna say Stand by Me for both. Yeah, that's the correct answer, mm. obviously. You just said with the Brit. And Thomas the Train. Yeah, man, he knows. My home, Thomas is my homeboy. <laughs> yep. Do we have to write that as a spoiler? That's not a movie. Yeah, Thomas the Train. You should write that. Sure. Sure. What's the spoiler? Just he, referencing the name Thomas. That's Thomas, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thomas you know, That was the big reveal at the end. It's like, oh, man, he's been a train the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an M. Night yeah. Shalamalan version of Thomas where you don't know what he is. Go ahead and write that down. You'll never see it coming. Choo-choo. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the RSS feed at youhatemovies.com. Follow us on Twitter at youhatemovies. Movies.